Ela told us Noah, these were the generations of Noah, etc. Noah walked with Hashem. So Pirish Rashi, Rashi writes, the generation or the offspring of Sadiqim is Maisim Tovim, their good deeds. And the way that works is that as Ela told us Noah, Noah, these are the generations of Noah, no, it should say right away, shame upon the office. But it says, Noah Yitzadik. So you see that his generations are considered to be his own Mysentoga. That's his offspring. That's Rashi. The Ode Pirish Rashi is called Noah. Rashi then says, additionally, with Hashem, Noah walked. Noah Noah needed Hashem's support to help him out, but Avraham did not need that support from Hashem. Because Avraham became strengthened by himself, even of himself, he became strong. Now that's Rashi. Now he's going to take this and form his idea from it. Lahavi Mizeh Derach Lavodas Hashem As I mentioned to you last week, this whole Sefer will always begin with this approach in a mimer. To understand from this something that applies to our own Avodas Hashem. How can we take this and see our Avoda in the Institute? That's the Mahalath of this Sefer, the Pelagalim. Asher HaTorah HaKadoshah Moralonu B'chol Eis Zman. Because the Holy Torah teaches us about our own Avodah in all times. Hine, Yisa B'Tikune Zohar Yud Sharya B'Moah He Sharya B'Leh. It's brought down in the Tikunim that the letter Yud rests in the mind and the letter He rests or resides in the heart. Yud Bamoa, He Kulein. and it says in Gemorah Soja, Isa, Yud Beish, He Beisha. Yud resides in a man, and He resides in a woman. Shazos Yodua, it is known. In the heart, and then yud rests in the man, in the man, and then hey rests in the woman. Yud in the mind, hey in the heart, yud in the ish, hey in the isha. He's gonna talk about it. That's what's gonna get. yadua, it is known. Asher ha'ikar ba'adam hu she'yitake nisbechinas ha'yisod shalom. The ikar avod of a person is what's called tikkun ha'yisod. Tikkun ha'yisod means. Pardon me. Uh, humanity, Jew- Jewish people. 
No, but I mean, if you just said Isha and Isha, right. I'm, wondering, I'm just wondering if you specifying each. Uh, uh, no, no, he okay. means people. He means people. Okay. He's referring to people. Tikkun HaYisod, Yisod literally means foundation. It's the ninth of the ten spheros going downwards from Keser. Keser Chachma Bina, Keser Gevurit Yiferes, Netachon Yisod, then Malchus. And what Yisod refers to is sexuality, most specifically. And in a more general sense, a person's relationship with, with their desires. So specifically to sexual desire and the relationship of a man and a woman. But in general, to all desires. And Tikkun HaYisod is for a person to fix direct and rectify human behavior and emotion and thought in this area of sexuality and desire. And that's the reason we talk about that. That's the concept of Tikkun Yisod. You also see the Lashon use Tikkun Tegam HaYisod. And that means when we're trying to be Masak in a specific defect or shortcoming in sexuality. That the structure of a human being is all dependent upon this. I mean, the stature of being human is all dependent upon this to reach what it is called kadosh. That which is holy resides within us. That comes from the, from the Gomorrah. Now he's going to put forth two ways to try and be misakin yisod, this area of the human being. Taharas hamoach Purity of mind and holiness of heart. Taharas hamoach kedushas haleh. Zahir. A person must be careful. Not to defect their mind with improper thoughts. Because our thoughts have make an impression. And if we're thinking about things that are not proper, either sexual in this respect, or others as well, but here more, more so having to do with sexual, that will cause a pagan, a chesorim, in our machshava. Ki al yidei pagam ha-machshava nifkam ha-yesod. This is a very important thing. It's through a deficiency in our thoughts, this kind of pagan, that creates a pagan, a deficiency in our sexuality. It begins up here. It begins in the mind. A person should be careful not to have sexual thoughts during the day because that will cause them to have an emission of zera, of semen, at night. But one of the causes for zera levatola, for a person having a nocturnal emission, is 
sexual side by day. And that influences the human being. Now, on, on another side, the Balatanya writes about this toward the beginning of the Sefer, that a human being is created originating in the thought of the Father. Because the thought of the Father to be together with his wife is essentially what creates sexual arousal. And then that begins in the mind. And the Moach, then Chochmah, is the source of eventually the conception of a human being. That's another idea. And also in Mahshava from the Balatanya, that all the Shabbos are Nimshach from Midas HaChachmah. The source of the Jewish Neshamas come from Chachmah, Hashem Chachmah, so to speak. That takes that onto a much larger scale. So taking it back to here, looking at the possible negative side, that one's thoughts can affect one to the extent that they can be mostly barrel of our color. And that's the concept of Yud residing in the mind. Yud ne'amra al-shem ha The letter Yud refers to thought. Baltanya also writes that Yud is Chachma. Because just like the letter Yud is in the Kuda, it's Adat. So too, the origin of thought is like a dot, an initial kernel of thought in one's mind that eventually is developed into a more elaborate thought and philosophy and idea. But it begins as a nakuda, concentrated insight. That's yud, the moa. So that refers to machshava, the tahir machshavosa, to purify one's thought, the shayihiyya bechinat hayud, May Hashem Sharya Zaboa to be Zoha to the Yud of Hashem's name, Yud K, resting within one's mind. So a person needs to be Zoha to that. And the way we can be Zoha to that is through purification of thought. And being careful of those kinds of thoughts that influence us toward the other direction. When we do that, that encourages the shame yud k, the, the yud of the shame yud k, to reside with us. There's a certain presence. To put it into more, let's say, our terms, there's a certain presence of our kadosh which is drawn to the human being based on the purity of our thoughts, and that's what he calls yud charya zavoa, yud rest in the mind. That's one concept. And more than that, Sorich Lakadesh Atmo Afamutrila. This is the second derah in Avoda. A person must sanctify themselves with that which is permitted to us. A very famous Khazal Kadesh Atmucha Mutrila. Kadusha means not only keeping away from things that are not allowed to us, but things which are allowed to us and using them with sanctity and properly and in service of a kosher. A person could eat kosher food all day long and eat improperly or like a glutton, and then they're taking kosher food and using it in a way which is not kadesh atzimah 
or in this context, he's going to refer to the relationship between a husband and a wife, and the sexual relationship, which is literal love, right? that God granted that relationship right? and all of its beauty and all of its closeness, so kadesh atzmacha amutala. Take that permitted relationship and bring kadusha in it. How? Lahachnia es hachamidu deliva. Yes, Ellen? Can you explain that? I thought it's interesting that um, the, this common phrase, hadeshatru, in, in the context of this mimer, is the, the aspect of kedusha is, is the analogizes with the he and the isha. Yes. So, you know, it's a feminine kind of verb, and so to speak, tahara is an aspect of thought, and kedusha and associated with the woman. Well, you do have that connection because Bina is Liba, Bina is Belay, and Bina is more so with Nushing than it is with men. So, but so the direction to uh, the Kadesh yourself for Mutala is, you know, is it would seem to imply from that that it requires in some sense aspect of being. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I, I would venture to say that in general, just in terms of the teva, the create the created nature of people, that by nature women are more in touch with this. You know, that you you find articles about women associating a sexual relationship with love and men associating it, associating it more so with lust. You know, and that trying to reach in this respect the madrega more so of a woman to really grasp the madrega of love in that relationship. And I think that women also have by the teva more of an inclination in that direction. Now he's going to say something which I think is a, a phenomenal insight. How do we how do we do this to be mekadesh atzmacha the mutrala lahachnia es hachamidu deliva v'rach lekayim hanusha below the male taiva. Now this could sound very straightforward, but let's talk about it a little bit. Literally, it means to subdue the desire of the heart to be together, meaning intimately, for the sake of the mitzvah and not for the sake of fulfilling one's desires. As it is brought down in the Holy Spirit. What this means is that the sexual relationship between husband and wife should be one of meaning and depth, and one that creates love, not the self-centered relationship of satisfying my sexual needs. Even though that the sexual needs may bring us to that relationship. Right? When the Chachamim took away the Yetzirah for sex, there were no more chickens in the world, as the Gemara said. Stop laying eggs, laying eggs. you got to have the sexual desire. But once, they, they, you know they put the Yetzirah back, right? You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> They just left the one for Avodazora, that, that one they kept in place, but not for, not for uh, sex. So the idea here is, now what do you do with that desire? So that may be 
one of the strong motivations for coming together, but take that lakayim hamitzvah, be together with one's life for the sake of all the higher purposes in this relationship, and the love that's created, and the closeness that's, that's created, and the intimacy only husband and wife share. So in transferring and moving away from I'm here to fulfill my desire towards I'm here to achieve closeness and love, he's calling that Kedusha Talein. That's Kedusha. That's sanctifying ourselves the Mutrala. We have the relationship. Now take the relationship and bring it to its higher form. <laughs> Which it is not, right? You're saying it's in contradiction, right? It is not, because relations between husband and wife. One aspect, a very important one, is through or who. But there are many other aspects to that relationship outside of producing children. And of course, clearly, right, in any family life, the amount of relations that produces children is far, far in the minority. Right? If a person has 20 kids, you know, kid and heart, still, that's 20 times per Uruvu. But in being married, let's say 50 years, they're, a lot, they're together a lot more than 20 times. So there's a right with that help. So, so the Uruvu is, is an extremely important component of this relationship, but there's much more to it, and essentially, in the words of my Rabbi Jephonali Bracha, the mitzvah of Ona, which is when a husband is obligated to be with his wife, is about the creation of love. But that's the ikr of the mitzvah, is the creation of love between husband and wife. Yes, I? Yeah. That's right. And ultimately receiving it both ways as well. One's own. Right. 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 And concentrate on the on the needs of the other. And if that's a two way street, then that's a very good, healthy sexual condition relationship. When the relationship becomes more about what satisfies me and what satisfies and each one gets stuck in their own needs, then that draws people about. It's a very, that's a very self-centered uh, type of intimacy as opposed to a giving kind of intimacy. Yeah, this, this, um, this phrase, it's Kadesh Right. The Mutrala. It's from the Gemara. You're going to ask me again, Wayne? Of course, I don't know because I'm so bad at that. Yourself. Yeah. But the Pshad is yourself. So here's my question. Because I thought that Kadeshit Atzvacha, you know, masculine, the Mutrala. How do you understand the grammar of that? I'm offhand, I don't. Is it right? The Mutrala is feminine. Right. Yeah. You have the word sometimes love, you know, in um, directed toward a man who would say, mutulaf, mutulaf, mutulaf. You have it sometimes. Right. 
but it's still interesting to yeah. see the the, the switch off. Especially in the context right. of Kedusha, Kedusha right. in this mind. Right. Okay. So that's the concept of Kedusha's Halev. The Hey that's what it means that hey rests in the woman having to do with our relationships with women with women and again in my opinion that a woman is more in tune with this to begin with the hey sharya and hey rests in the heart one is dependent upon the other Sharia Belay, for a person to be Zoha, that the letter He of Hashem's name resides in their heart, then they have to sanctify their desires, sanctify their hearts, be Makadesh their heart. Who Ayudesha Yakadesh Atmo Ahbamutrulo Bizivugo Imishto, Shiya Kabanoso Lishem Shamaim Belolamale Taiva, for a person to sanctify themselves in their relationship with their wife that their kavana should be l'shem shemaim and not to fulfill their own desires, chas v'shom. Now, a l'shem shemaim sexual relationship could, could be almost impossible. For a person to say, I'm there only for the sake of l'shem shemaim, one would be talking about an extremely, extremely holy, holy person. Even David, just to see how far it goes, David Hamela when he was speaking about, you know, um, in the Tehillim we just said in, in Elwin Tishrei, Ki avi v'imi azavuni, my father and my father and my mother left me. So Rashi says there that they came together, and then after they came together, they went apart and they went their own, they, they turned away from each other. So what David Amos is knocking his parents, Yishai was one of those people who never sinned. So who, who are we talking about? But the idea there being that to truly read the L'shem Shemayim in this relationship is almost impossible because the desire for it and the need to satisfy that desire is so strong. So what we're really trying to do is to the extent which it is possible to elevate it, to sanctify it, to bring purity into it. And I think that has to do with getting away from the self-centered relationship and into the other-centered relationship. That's how I feel it's most no gaya to us. The, the Bishop that the sermon on the TikTok, he says, he says similar uh, idea. The best thing would be if there was no, you know, physical pleasure at all in that. But, but since we're not Zoha to that level, that we should have a karasatov Hashem of making this, uh, mitzvah, uh, one that's so pleasant. Right. And of course, it is, you know, a unique kind of, of pleasure that only is shyest between us and wife. Okay. Now, he's going to speak about this in Sukim terms. Eila told us Hashemayim Vehoorit. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth. Sharoshe Tevos Tohu. I told those Hashemayim Vehoorit, the first letter there, the Roshe Tevos, is Tos He Vav. That's Tohu. That means desolation. 
Shemora al Pagam Hayasod. That refers to the Pagam of Yasod when sexuality is not operating properly. In in uh, Bracious Yes. Yeah. In this uh word Mm-hmm. It's the word the yeah. first mm-hmm. Because through Pagam HaYisod, the whole stature of a human being can be destroyed. And it's so clear to understand because it's about relationship. And people who don't know how to be in relationship end up being very hurt and very shattered and destroyed. It's the ability to give to another person and to handle one's desires. So the tikkun for that, he is illustrating the same concept in a different pasukah. And there's two ways to look at that, at least. One is created with a hay, behaviorum. And the second way is Ba'avraham. Behibaram is the same letters as Ba'avraham. Behaviorum, what does it mean created with a hay? The word bara here meaning like we saw last week in Horatius to make healthy. Shadav bara is to create. The remez of bara is like Bariu, to make healthy, to fix, to better. Mora al-tikun kedushas halev. Behebera'am refers to kedushas halev, because it's talking about the hay, the heart. Shayihiyeh ha-bechinas hay shar yebelev, that the hay of Hashem's name rests in the heart. How? Al-yedei shayachniya ha-chamidu deliba ulekadesh atzma b'mutshalov, by subduing, channeling properly the desires of one's heart and sanctifying them with that which is mutter, that's one, that's hey. Uba Avraham and Avraham, Mora al Tikun Hamachshava, that refers to the tikkun of thought. And then he says something here which I don't fully grasp. Khashav Khashav Ma Ever Ma. Now it could be saying this. Machshava could be broken down into Khashav Ma. You thought about something. Thought about what? Avraham could be referring to Aver Ma. Aver refers to the sexual organ, the Aver, the human being. So he may be saying, as the result of what is one is Choshev, Choshav Ma, when you think about something, Aver Ma, that's going to create a consequence in one's real sexual behavior. Choshav Ma, Aver Ma, that's Machshava and Avraham. That may be the remnant he's saying there. To purify one's thought so that the yud rests in the mind. It's known that the generation of the Mabul, where Noah lived, that they sinned in their mind, and by doing that they destroyed their sexuality. And actually, they transgressed in both mind and heart, that generation. They were pogame both in the mind and in the heart. Their thoughts were not proper, 
and the way they engaged in their desires was also not proper. So they were pogame the yud and pogame the hay, both. So what was their mita kenegin mita? Yud hay equals 15, right? The water therefore rose 15 yud hay amos above the mountain. That was their punishment. Did, Rabbi, yeah. Could you just elaborate on this idea of the gum in Well, the elaboration is that they were thinking improper sexual thoughts and it overtook them. That that became their mafshav, that became their thoughts. That, you know, they were not capable of, of much else. It's a very serious pagan. It doesn't just mean a thought that drops into one's mind that, that could happen to anybody. But this became, I, I, I almost would have to say, very similarly uh, to a lot of what society is like today. And one, one, of the, one of the main topics of society, the complete preoccupation with, with sex and sexuality, overtaken this culture. I have two uh, questions right. based on that, I just, in, in participation There are two characters, Lamech and Lamech. Right. Lam, Lamech is the father of the second. I, I don't remember right. that. <laughs> so, I think and, so. And Lama, it, it says by him that he took, he's the one who took two wives. Okay. And one of them was and, and the idea behind it was the idea of having one wife for uh, pleasure and one wife for children. <coughs> one of them was the wife, who was the mother of Nama, who becomes the wife of Noah. Uh, so, you know, I heard Rabbi Fran once speak on the idea that the Dhamma Makshava came from this idea of like saying that, you know, that, that uh, you know, one wife for pleasure but that, that's sort of like a legitimate idea. And, that, and, and, that, and, and what you're saying here is it led to this kind of preoccupation uh, with, with sexuality. Right. From the yeah. I don't know if that led to it per se. I don't know. But the idea that there is a, an, you know, a, um, an aspect of this relationship which could be self-serving, that could play itself out into ultimately this and very negative preoccupation. And, I, and my question is, and this is for really for anyone, uh, same name, Lamas and Lemma, you know, what if there was a relationship right. between I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Yes, I had read that Lamas was a leader of his generation, okay, so that when everyone witnessed that he took the extra wife just for pleasure, they found it permissible to And you still see that concept in many cultures. Sure. And it leads to the exploitation of the human being. Also where I just say where I read that from Canadian was on the, the Parsha where the um, the wayward son, you know, not too recently, what, what's that partially? Um, that's all right, right. That that was, um, that that relationship between a husband and wife eventually leads I to that type of Mehine Noah Nikra Ish Tzadik Tamim. So Noah is called Ish Tzadik and Tamim, righteous and pure or whole. 
that Noah was complete and pure in this realm of Yisod. Now also, just by way of Yisodos in Mashava, that the word Tzadik is associated with Midat HaYisod. And that's why Yosef is called Yosef HaTzadik, because of his um, ability to, his victory overcoming Ashes Potiphar. But Tzadik and Yisod go together, and that's also why you see the phrase Tzadik Yisod Olam together a lot. The Zoha Libuchinas He, Shar Yibalev, Noach was Zoha to Hashem's letter He in his heart, Machma Shekidesh Atzmo B'Mutrilo, Lihiyos Kabanesa Rak L'Shem Mitzvah, Baloch HaSushon L'Malei Taiva, that he was able to sanctify himself in his relationship with his wife, and it was not a self-centered relationship. But still, even though, now he's going back to his original question, what does it mean that Noach needed God's support in Avram did? Noach was able to be Makadesh Atmo B'Mutrilo. With that which he had, and the desires that he had, and his wife, he was able to sanctify that relationship. But he needed Hashem's help to help him Without God's help, you can forget it. That's the other Rashi, that his toldos, his generations, were good deeds, the kavona ritsuya, with proper intention. Because he was so careful with what he did and sanctifying himself with what he had, that God helped him out. He was Zoha to that letter Hey, and he was able to direct his um, desires properly. But he still needed God's support. So in other words, what I think he's saying is that Noach reached the Madrega of Kedushas Halev. That his emotions were channeled L'Shem Shemayim. And so was his relationship with his wife and his relationship with the physical world. He was open to that. But for a pure mind, that's already another Madrega, he needed God's help. His heart was pure, so he was Zoha to that, and Hashem gave him help to help him purify his thought. That's Noah. However, Avram Avinu was Zoha even to pure thought. That his machshavos were completely pure. Not only the way he carried out his desires and what he did with them, but even his machshava was pure, so to speak, without God's help. He was zochet to that through his own avoda, not because God assisted him. She'afilu al ha'ivorim she'enam birishuso shel adam ha'yelo shlita umem shalat. It's a tremendous statement. Even that organ, which is not within a human's own ability to rule over, Abraham ruled over. What does he mean? Thought. 
Is there a person who could say, I've never allowed a negative thought into my mind? There's no, no such human being, because we're all subject to that. The question is, what do you do with that thought? How do you handle it? But to not have such thoughts? Impossible. But Avram Avinu was open to that. Complete Taharas Hamashona. That his thought was so pure that the letter Hey from Hashem's name resided there without having Hashem's help. He reached that. Noah needed Hashem's help to reach that level. Avram did it on his own. And he was able to therefore strengthen himself on his own and he didn't need God's support in that way. I mean, he was open to it a little later. I don't know at which point in his life he was open to that. You know, when he was when he reached this Madrega, I don't know. Right. I don't know how to, it's, it's hard to take those and put them into a very specific minor. It would require speculation, which I'm not so comfortable in the context of a very specific minor to do, and, and how to perhaps make that consistent with it. I don't know. I'd rather look at it on its own terms, which is to say what it means in our avoda, and striving for Tahara Samoa, and even more so, Kedusha Saleh, which I think is the much more pertinent uh, aspect of Avoda here, and in using desire, the Shem Shemayim, as opposed to the Shem Moshav. trying to think about very lofty thoughts in their marital relationship, in their sexual relationship. And it's unrealistic. What's much more realistic and attainable is to try to satisfy your partner. Get outside of yourself. That's realistic and that's and that's solution. After a person has you know worked on that you know, and are, they're able to be in a giving sexual relationship, then I think it's possible to go to some higher kavanos regarding the sexual relationship 
as the sila Ramban that we referred to. But that shouldn't come first, because it's unattainable if it comes first. That needs to come with time and with the with the love that a husband and wife share together through this relationship. As a goal, over the years, I think that, that, that that's a good goal. But as a place to start, it's more with trying to be uh, not self-indulgent in this relationship. Yes, what I think the mimer we did last year for Precious North and Orgadayahu, or, or, or um, where he talks about, uh, or in Precious Lechlin and Orgadayahu, where he talks about the idea of tests. Right. You're standing and, on your own. And right. standing on your own, and he explains the idea of tests being um, being that the that Hashem is helping us all the time, and Hashem kind of withdraws that help. Uh, in order to sort of uh, give the opportunity see where for you a person are. to see where a person is. So we can maybe speculate on, on the basis of this. We don't see the concept of test by Noah. We only see it introduced by Abraham. And that's sort of the idea that he, he needed sad he couldn't, he wasn't. He couldn't have that kind of a concept of a test. That's a nice test. 